Men, women, if you want to look great, what are you doing? Why aren't you calling Cimarroni Couture? This is Coach Cimarroni. Call Missy, our CEO. We'll take care of you. 216-496-2592. Pick up the phone. Get those shirts, sport coats, suits, pants, dresses, whatever you need. Finest fabrics. Best tailoring on the planet. And right here locally, we'll come to your home, we'll come to your office, or you can come to us. Whatever's your pleasure. Give Missy a call. Cimarroni Couture. Give Missy a call. 216-496-2592. Cimarroni Couture. See Peter Cimarroni Coach. We are all blood. Love to all. It's Coach Cimarroni for Coach Cimarroni's Undeniable. And I've been talking to this guy for actually a couple years, and I coached against his son. And I'm so glad to have this gentleman in uh, in studio today. It's Chip Weinberg from Weinberg Capital. Hey, Chip, how you doing? Thank you, Peter. Great to be here. And we're really happy to have you here. And, you <laughs> know, we've had a lot of conversations offline, obviously, yes. over the phone. And uh, your son just got some pressed, didn't he? <laughs> yes, very, very exciting. I'm Alex, what's going on? Well, he's got a uh, big game coming up on Saturday. He's a okay. uh, captain of the uh, university school football team this year. Nice. So playing uh, outside linebacker and a little bit of uh, running back, he said, maybe for short yardage. So, Oh, cool. Yeah, really, really excited to see how it how it unfolds here. Now, who's their, who's their head coach there now? Uh, Mel Bassa. Oh, yeah, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah, he's just done. He's, he's yeah, great. Yeah. He's a good leader. Right. Gets uh, the whole team fired up. So Yeah, my nephews uh, are going to school there. Uh uh, John and Zach Cimarroni, Z Cimarroni, they're playing hockey mostly, but they were at the, the camp this summer. Oh, yeah. I guess there was a big camp, and my nephew was there. He was in town, my nephew, who's the defensive coordinator for Duke football. So Malbasa, I guess, was really excited to talk talk to my nephew, Matt Guerrero. So uh, it was pretty cool. So I got a little affinity to U.S. I like that. They've done a nice job, especially on the the sort of – weight training and coaching and yes. making sure they don't get injuries. And that's awesome. I remember, you know, back, uh, back when I was in school in the eighties, everybody right. just sort of went and bench pressed. Right. We didn't know what we were doing. <laughs> right, right, shit, right. I was in this, I was in the stone age in the seventies. Yeah. Weightlifting was picking up, I don't know, cement bags. Right. <laughs> it's kind of crazy, but so, so congratulations. And you're a U.S. guy, right? Yes. Okay, yes. cool. And, uh, you went to uh, the Wildcats, right? You went to Northwestern. I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. So that's where you got your undergrad? Yes. And then your law degree is from what? Uh, uh, Southern, Southern Methodist University. Fantastic. Decided to go uh, south for a while. Mustangs, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? SMU, right. baby. Yeah. So, um, well, cool. So, but that, that sort of lines you up with what your dad did, a uh, pretty impressive uh, business career that your dad did with Hawk. Uh, talk talk a little bit about uh, growing up with that whole mentality. Well, it's it's interesting because that wasn't a planned transition. Okay, you know when I uh, went down to law school, I was fully intending on being a lawyer and practicing at the sure. time. Sure, like transactional, uh, you know, mostly uh, for, for wasn't business. Sure, or? I mean, I, I figured I would sort of find my way. Gotcha. I liked. Uh, you know, I was an assistant attorney general uh, first year out of law school. Nice. I worked back when Lee Fisher was uh, the AG. Sure. So, and uh, I was I was uh, working down in Columbus. Okay. And and I enjoyed. It. I was doing it was sort of like uh, quasi litigation. Right. Um, some hearings, that sort of thing. Okay. And uh, was enjoying what I was doing. It was. Sure. It was. It was. Well, Fisher's was a quality quality yeah, person. Right. My goodness. And, um, like, you know, like being in Columbus for the time, but wanted to get back to Cleveland. So really what sure. happened is, uh, my father came to me one day and he asked if I would come 
work with him. Okay. Which, um, so getting back to your question, my question to him was like doing what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what am I doing here? Yeah, well, give, and, and give you me know, a when you're, up. when you're a kid, you, you, you know, you look at your father and you see what he was doing, but yeah. my, uh, my father did a lot of diverse things. So yeah. was wasn't part, he with an eyeglass company or, or an eyeglass chain? He or owned, like yes, he owned an eyeglass chain. One, one of many things he had invested in or owned, but sure. that was sort of the nuance I didn't appreciate as, Understood. A, as a kid. So right. he was also an owner of Sun Media, Sun Newspapers. Oh, yeah, that's right. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, Paul, they've, they've written a few articles on me, so I like <laughs> the Sun Media. That's right. That's good. Over the years, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I finally got sort of an education mm-hmm. into, uh, you know, what he, what he was doing. And, you know, it was interesting. It just yeah. sounded more uh, dynamic than than what I was doing. Um, okay. I also had sort of an entertaining story from uh, the attorney general's office. Please, I was you share. We so, love, we love when our clients, <laughs> when, when our, when our guests dish, yeah, <laughs> dish I mean, the it, dirt. It, and it did have to do with my transition. Part okay. of it is. So um, we did a lot of these uh, tax hearings that, you know, this were these weren't like seven week uh, trials. It was sort right. of quick, quick hearings. So we'd have a lot <clears> of them. And there was another uh, friend of mine who was at the AG's office, and we were keeping track of our win-loss record almost Love like that. you would in yeah. sports. Yeah. And so we got in the habit of high-fiving each other in okay. different ways after we would have a victory to celebrate. It's sort sure. of like yeah. celebrating a success, which actually yeah. has become one of my core values that we use in, in some of what I do now. But Celebration, so would, right? Yeah, yeah I yeah, like that. You I wanna, love that. Yeah, yeah. enjoy yeah. your successes. Absolutely. And so... Um, we were in the habit of sort of some creative high-fiving. And one of okay. them, it was this sort of around-the-world high-five where you, you know, you go all the way around and yeah. and you strike the hand at the 360 Did you degree. pop a shoulder out? No, no. Okay. But what I did is I got yeah. called into the section chief's office oh, for uh, a lecture on improper decorum exactly. uh, of an uh, assistant attorney general. And then you general. just spiked the football yeah, in front right. of him. <laughs> it, was like, it was like an excessive celebration. Exactly. Uh, so you got a penalty, 15-yard penalty. It, I love that. So I'm like, you know what, maybe I, maybe government work isn't for me. Exactly. Exactly. um, Well, that's a funny, you know, I have a little bit of a funny story too. I was playing in a uh, uh, scramble in the nineties with Gary Jeter. Okay. Gary Jeter is Derek Jeter's cousin. He went to Cathedral Latin, which is huge. He played for the Los Angeles Rams and the New York Giants. It's huge defense event, right? Right. Terrible golfer. But I was, I was the A golfer in this fivesome, (laughs) right? But he hits this phenomenal shot on 17 at Canterbury, two feet from the pin. Wow. He high-fives me, but popped my shoulder off. Oh, no. He must have had a strong <laughs> that was arm. A big boy. <laughs> yeah. That was a big boy. But anyhow, so, all right, so you're saying, all right, public work's not for you, so you get into private yeah, so practice. So what, what yeah. he said, and this this really is, is sort of an important thing that I didn't realize at the time. He yeah. said, he explained what he did. He said he just purchased a company called Friction Products okay. that manufactured brake and clutch friction material for aerospace, right. ag, high-performance racing, industrial. Sure. Uh, interesting stuff. So stopping motion. Yeah. Um, and, Which has a lot of issues with that because you've got a lot of regulations, right? I mean, especially in the air, air Well, yeah, aerospace, but that's, yeah. that's one of the advantages of it okay. as a... As okay. a a business because you need a product that performs and has to be specced and tested in. Yep. So not just anybody, you can't just go quickly replace it and reverse engineer it. Right. Right. But, but the important thing was, you know, I wanted to, I saw him as like a deal guy. I wanted to go be a deal guy. Sure. And he's like, well, you can't just go do that. Yeah. You have to actually learn what it's like to be on the ground, um, working in a business, understanding the flow of products, 
understanding right. of people. And really, more than anything, what I learned is a sense of sort of empathetic understanding of what it's like yes. to be there and how to do something, not just sort of the uh, MBA type of, of stuff, but right. more you know, what's involved, what's sure. the time frame? how do you match supply and demand? That's, so, that's really the special sauce. Yeah. That empathy level. I think the best leaders are empathetic, are highly empathetic, almost empathic. You know I, I mean? absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah. And, and, it's, and it's really, as sort of a, I talk further uh, yeah. as we get into other stuff, it really has been helpful in terms of uh, relating to buyers, getting them to understand what we do, becoming a good option for them when they're trying to sell a family business that sure. they've had for many, sure. many years. So that has to be your core number one value in acquisition, I would imagine. Y- yes. Yeah. Uh, we play, yeah. play to yeah. our strengths, certainly. Sure. Some other ones. Sure. And, and so, yeah, so that was, so I started as a, a salesperson uh, after being assistant attorney general. Perfect. Um, uh, I'm skipping. I did have a small period where I was practicing law on behalf of him to okay. keep his, okay. his, bills down at a law firm, but, gotcha, gotcha, but uh, yeah. generally speaking, um, you know, very quickly I, I went and worked, uh, and started doing deal products. flow, right? Started doing deal flow or no, no, oh, no. you were actually selling the I product. Was selling, oh, that's selling, great. Yeah. And, and another funny story. So here I am, yeah. I'm obviously the son of the owner and, yeah. and, and Ron, Ron mm-hmm. Weinberg, my father, he wasn't at this plant. He was at corporate. So I, right. I didn't see him every day, mm-hmm. but the movie Tommy boy came out right when I was doing that. <laughs> so here I am the son of an owner in Ohio yeah. selling. You know, it wasn't exactly the same, but it was close enough that yes. I got a lot of grief. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. That is, that is a great, did you see that movie? <laughs> oh, of course I yeah. did. Yeah. And I can't remember the hot, the old hot chick that was in it. <laughs> what was her name? Oh, she was like a big star in the eighties. Uh, Do you remember what I'm talking about? It, yeah, I, I yeah, know, yeah, I, yeah, I know, but I could just see her face and yeah. she was running down in, in one old movie. She was running down with a, you know, her dreadlocks. She had the, the, the corn rolls. Do you remember? Right. Like, God, what was her name? <laughs> Anyhow, whatever. We'll figure that yeah. out. And Maverick, go look it up on the internet. <laughs> Tommy boy. <laughs> Anyhow. So you, you, you do that. And I, I love this story too, Chip, because, um, I, I was friendly for a long time with Mark Stefanski. Yes. And he had the same story. You know, his father said, you're going to go sweep the, you're going to go sweep the floors. You're going to learn this business from the ground up. And now he's the CEO of, you know, third federal and he does pretty well. He and, does. He but, does. And, I've met know, Mark a few times, but yeah. it's not, not in recent times. Uh, oh, nice, really, nice yeah. Person. And it's, it's been a while since, uh, I've, I've had any conversation, probably 15 years since I've had conversation with him. But when we were younger, we were closer. Uh, <clears> I was really close with his wife or she just, uh, passed away about five years ago. She went to high school with me in grade school, Rhonda, and uh, just a great, great couple and great story. You know what I mean? And I love this story. So, so your dad does this for you. He really right. does. He gives you a gift. He does. Right? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely gives me a gift. So, so, you know, we, we have an, another podcast that's grown out of this is blood time and that blood time moment. And that's that transformative moment. So I'm going to hit you up early. Was there a transformative moment, something he said to you or somebody that a mentor, a professor, a, a relative, a, a boss that said something to you that just changed the way you thought and, and evolved you? Um, well, it's, it's funny cause I have a whole series of moments where I try to learn from things. I mean, okay. I certainly, Bo Derek, sorry, <laughs> Bo Derek, that's her name. It just came to me. Bo Derek, that's her name. Yeah. So, Anyhow, so, so now there are a whole, whole series of, of, of sort of 
wisdom that I've collected along along the way from different people. But I'd say it wasn't like this one moment of a of a quote. Okay. It was experienced through watching him okay. handle stressful situations under pressure mm-hmm. over uh, a long period of time. An ability to keep getting up and keeping calm, level headed, attacking the problem again from different ways. I mean he he had a story um, I wasn't there at the time, but I was, uh, I'm trying to remember what year this was. It was probably about five years later than we are in kind of the time frame where sure. I had, I'd moved to corporate yep. and starting to work on acquisitions. And we were in the process of going public. Okay. Uh, and he was on the road show and he told a story where, um, you know, it was like the key moment where they had a presentation yeah. to raise capital yeah. and a waitress knocked over his iced tea and it fried his laptop. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, it was something like yeah. that. And and mm-hmm. they had to scramble. I can't remember sure. exactly how they solved it. But it's I mean, that's a obviously a small story relative right, to everything right. from um, you know, uh, pressures with deals that, that needed fixing to sure. you know, sure. real world things. Just about how to Stay level-headed, calm, with make grace. Good decisions. Yes, right. I like that word, grace. You know, we, yeah. we've we've sort of lost that a little bit um, in our he, culture. He does have a expression I really like, but I, you know, I, I can't. I, I think about it a lot. I don't know if it's what, which is um, success has a thousand fathers, but failure is an orphan. Well said. And yeah, uh, well you know, said. I think about it a lot. So if you, you know everybody sort of wants to hitch their uh, self to your wagon when you're doing well, but, Big time, but yeah. uh, nobody yeah. takes responsibility for anything yes. that's not going well. And you can see that obviously every time you turn on the news or right in in, right. in school or any anything. Yeah, and, everybody um, beats their chest when they're doing well. Right, yeah. but it's but it you know if you if you sort of keep at it, persistence, mm-hmm. you know, and and I tell that a lot to my kids. You know, they every sure. every, every well everybody suffers setbacks, of course, and it's that ability to. To keep going. I mean, I think they, what is that? Uh, Fail forward. Yeah, that's uh, right. And we had uh, George D. Camillo in, who was a um, two-time state champ for St. Ignatius in our other podcast. And he's over at Lincoln Electric. He's one of their up-and-coming young studs, right? He was a uh, took, took second in the nation for Virginia Tech. And he's a big believer in getting uncomfortable and failing forward. Yeah, I like you that. Know, that's you know what I mean. So um, as long as that, as long as it, you know, that's that scar, you got to get a scar. Got to go get a bloody nose, right? As long as it heals, okay, and you keep keep going forward without getting those scars again, you know. So I love that. And some of the things too that I hear from some of the people that uh, that we've been interviewing, Chip, is that the biggest thing about failures is what not to do in the future, right? Right. So tell me a little bit about that process that you went through with the the sale of Hawk and then opening of the family office. And what do you take with what not to do to the deals that you're doing today? Well, so um, back up a minute to get sure. Your, yeah, your please question. do. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I left Hawk was um, if you sort of keep, let me roll you quickly forward in time. I ended okay. up doing um, mergers and acquisitions for Hawk after sure. being, being at Friction Products for a number of years. Okay. And then I got put in charge of setting up a factory in China. So for oh, wow. three years, I was going back and forth to Asia. Okay. Uh, first, I had to figure out whether I wanted to do it um, yeah. solo or, or with a JV. Okay. I did it solo and uh, then find a place that made sense, had the right infrastructure. You know, we had to find a place that had sh- good shipping access, 
electricity. I mean, I could talk about all this stuff a long time. But of course, yeah. ev- eventually what happened is I had to turn it over to the operators after we got the plant built. We chose a place okay. called Suzhou, which is near Shanghai. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and then we stopped doing acquisitions. So the idea was we were public mm-hmm. and it was time to sort of integrate everything so that it could operate as, yes. as a single entity and okay. focus on earnings per share. So I'm like, okay, this is a good time for me to leave and uh, go do something else. So uh, first stop, I ran a direct mail-in marketing firm called New Channel Direct. That was the one in Brunswick, right? Yes. Okay, cool. And um, so I was president of that for a while, and that that had its challenges, but it was a great experience. Sure. I mean, my first time as uh, a, you know, a president of something. Yeah. Me. But if you remember... For example, there was anthrax was put in the mail stream totally. right around uh, totally. when that I was started horrible. over there. Yeah, that was we had horrible. the FBI and the plant. I'm sure. Yeah, like that. it's crazy. But but then um, you know, it was, I, I really liked the acquisitions. Okay. I liked what I was doing at, at, at Hawk. I um, I felt like I learned a lot about how to properly do diligence. Um, sure. Uh, Jeff Berlin was a good mentor of mine. I don't know if you've ever met at him. I have heard of him. I would love to meet him. He's, he I was the uh, president of Hawk Okay. while my father was the chairman. And I, when I transitioned uh-huh. to being a, uh, I can't remember what my title was, but uh, sure. you know, helping with the acquisitions at that sure. time. Yeah. You know, he was probably the first person that really showed me how to diligence a business from a financial perspective and the process. Such a great education. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it, was, it was great. And there's a lot to learn. It's not it's not all something you can just sort of... No, you have to look textbook. for underfunded liabilities, unfunded liabilities, brownfield. I mean, all kinds of different things that are so minutiae, minutia, if you will, but also extremely important yeah. can bite you, you know what. And so. the, and the um, ability to make cold calls was invaluable towards getting people and convincing them that we would be a good option at, sure. at, at Hawk. Sure. So really, I, 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 I split off from New Channel Direct... Okay. And eventually started doing deals as Weinberg Capital. Okay. First, first is Weinberg and Bell Group. And then okay. I had a partner that uh, went on to be an operator. Was that called I, the family? O- was it a family office? It, then? it, it, it was. Mm-hmm. It was an extension. I mean, okay. you know, a family okay. office can have many different meanings. Of course. Um, yes. You know, a lot of times you would think of a family office as, you know, you're, you're investing in, you can be investing in mutual funds and venture. Right. You can do all sorts of stuff. Right. The way I like to think of what we were and are is we're a hybrid between a family office and a private equity firm. Gotcha. And I, that's what I thought you were. Yeah. It, it looks and, like that. And, yeah. and the way I describe it is we, what I like to say is we have the best attributes of both. Sure. So we have the professionalism that you would typically see in a formalized private equity fund and that we know how to do deals. Yeah. We're in the market all the time doing deals and um, we're, we're responsive. I think a lot of times families like the idea of doing a deal. Right. And, and and they may even know how, but they may not have somebody that's in, in process all the time doing one, or it might be a sort of a wealthy patriarch that doesn't delegate enough authority yeah. to, to really have yeah. someone that can make the decisions like, like I can, I can move very quickly. So, so the nimbleness right. of a family office type of the situation with the, with the formality of the private equity. It, well, it's nimble, but we also have, and this gets back to the empathy we talked about earlier. Yeah. Um, being a family also who's had operations experience. Sure. Yeah. We understand what it's like to be a family. Sure. Um, what it's like to have sort of built a company up from the ground over many years and have people you care about in the business. Sure. And, um, you know, some of it's an unfair reputation. I mean, not all 
private equity guys come in and fire everybody and sell off assets. Right. But but it is true you're you're thought of as a sort of financial element to a portfolio yeah. of private equity businesses. Right. And right. we can take a much more specific approach to each business. And so one of the things I like to tell each owner seller is you well, first, I'll, I'll ask a lot of questions, and one of them is, what is your perfect situation upon selling the business? What would you like to do every day? Do you want to golf on Wednesdays? Yeah. Do you yeah. want to, you know, work in uh, Florida sometimes? How many children do you have in the business? And as long as it doesn't significantly impair anything I want to do, I won't try to make that happen for them. Gotcha. I don't, I think sort of, how can I um, be compatible with the seller's goals as much as possible. And I love that. I want to explore that after the break. we got to take a break and pay homage to our sponsors. Uh, and it. I want to get into some of the deal flow that you're doing over yeah, at uh, absolutely. Weinberg. Okay. Yeah. We'll be right back with Chip Weinberg. This is Coach Simroni for Undeniable after the break. You know, we love Serve Pro of Beachwood as a sponsor. And Jack Coslin, former All-State wrestler from Beachwood, who wrestled with my producer's father every day, Maverick Peters, Scott Peters, Dr. Scott Peters, on a daily basis. And they both made, made the state tournament. And that quality of making it and all that foundational pieces of making the, the state tournament has served Jack well, Jack Coslin, the owner of Serve Pro of Beachwood. And you know what he needs now? He needs management help and the opportunities for working with ServPro and getting a career in ServPro management have never been better. You need to seek out Jack Coslin at ServProBeachwood.com for these incredible management positions. Starting at $70,000 a year, full benefits. That's right, full benefits, absolute opportunity for growth with ServPro of Beachwood. Give Jack Coslin a call. Call Jack Coslin, ServPro of Beachwood at 216-464-4498 and mention Blood Time and Undeniable with Coach Cimarroni. Hey, have you ever wondered how the ultra-wealthy grow their real estate portfolio so fast and furious? Have you ever heard of the infinite banking concept? Learn how you can become your own bank and build out your own real estate portfolio like the pros, like the ultra-wealthy. Call Ed Knezovich or Ryan Miller at Next Level Continuing Education at 614-648-2440. Learn how to purchase investment real estate without spending a dollar of your own capital through Next Level Continuing Education. 614-648-2440. And we're back. This is Coach Cimarroni for Undeniable. I'm with Chip Weinberg with uh, Weinberg Capital. And we were just about to talk about what's the deal flow look like uh, currently and what are you looking to do in the future? What's the vision for Weinberg, Weinberg Capital? Uh, of course. Yep. Well, so we, we've we uh, been fortunate uh, doing this for many years. We've sure. got uh, fantastic deal flow. I mean, I see, you know, multiple interesting deals. And you're day. mostly in real estate and, and mid-level uh, industrial. Is that is that I'd your say, sweet spot? Uh, well, no, we've really broadened uh, okay. from that now. I'd say manufacturing's home base, obviously, because of Hawk and our roots. Sure. Yeah. But we since realized there's a lot of great companies out there okay. that uh, we feel we can we can grow nicely uh, that, that are not typical manufacturing. Okay. So okay. Uh, consumer products, distribution, business services, like all those. And we kind of, you know, just as a rough, and we, 
estimate we sort of focus revenue sort of 15 to 70 million top line and maybe yeah, earnings would be kind of two to six million that type okay. of okay type of range and we have started doing some real estate um but that's more partnering with another family who we've gotten to uh, have a great relationship with and uh, working with them. Yeah, the one we just released was with Mike Friedman and uh, Dean Adler. And that's right. Yeah, that and so yeah, nice we just had a really nice, intense talk about yeah. the real estate industry. But uh, and so so you're you're looking to broaden your horizons. What what's sort of hot right now? What's what are you looking at? What, well, we've got a, a, a probably the largest deal we've ever done under letter of intent. It's actually in the sort of outdoor lifestyle apparel sector. So really nice. excited about it, hoping to get that closed at the end of this month, you know, knock on wood. Um, but sure. everything is looking good right now. There's always a lot of moving parts that have to come together to get a deal closed. What metrics do you look at? What what foundational pieces do you look at, Chip, that makes a Weinberg Capital deal happen? Well, the, the first thing I look at are, are the people that, okay. we're, that we're investing in. You know, we typically want to back a good management team. I actually mm-hmm. think about it a little bit like a sports team. I mean, we sure. can, you know, you, you might be able to buy a company without a great first baseman uh, and an outfielder, but y- mm-hmm. you definitely need enough good players, good people in the company that we can back them. Cause you know, we can hire, but we don't have a whole bench of people that can come in and, and replace that. And we right. really like the philosophy of, um, continuing the legacy of the companies sure. we're buying. Yeah, yeah. It's just a better story than having to go in and, and do a turnaround. So look at the people. Okay. And then I also, um, I do like uh, sports analogies. I think of it on okay. both offense and defense. So sure. if I'm looking at the company sort of holistically, the first thing I ask is how defensible is this market niche? Okay. Um, why okay. do they exist? Can somebody quickly come along and either just undercut them with price or with some uh, different products such that... Um, they might not be around. Who would miss them if they went away? Right. And then there's the Amazon factor. Now they're going to open up department stores. Right. You know, I mean, what are we doing here? I no, mean, that's, no, I mean, that's a whole long spooky, discussion man. There. I mean, there's a lot of jittery, and, a lot of jittery uh, boardrooms right now with Amazon saying that. Yeah, that's, that is true. You know? um, so then if you get the defensive piece in place, okay, how do you go on offense? How do you sure. grow the company? Yeah. And there's always multiple answers to that, but it, it's got to be something you know, when, when a lot of the deals we see uh, do have a broker investment banker book, and a lot of them, it looks like they just sort of threw something in there because it sounds yeah. good, but, yeah. you know, it may not really be achievable. So okay. it's up to us to say, okay, how realistic is it sure. to, to grow this business? And then what's, what's that look like? And hopefully you re- relate all that to the value you're willing to pay for the company. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because you have such a, a great and deep experience in sales, marketing, and and acquisition. You know, having had to sell, right, right off the rip, right, and right. then getting into a, a marketing company in Brunswick, and then doing the acquisitions, the M&A. So that's a, that's a pretty uh, powerful cadre of, of, of bags of tricks, if you will, that you have that you can bring to the market. It, it's true, and, and I also have a, a, a great group of partners uh, surrounding me, too, that, sure. that are just excellent at you know we, we 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 love getting together and chatting about everything and you know we really form a, a nice team 
right. uh, with all our different skill sets. So. And what, what is your dad doing now? What, 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 what role is he playing and, and how do you interact with him? So he is incredibly active for someone. He's going to turn 80 uh, this oh, September. Oh, God bless him. God bless and, him. Uh, My dad just had, turned 86. So He's actually still him. on Saturdays. He puts on boxing gloves and free spars with uh, Good for a him. trainer he has. So, Good yeah, for he's, him. He's definitely not the settling down type. But, um, sure. but he is working hard for more locations than ever before. So he, Okay. Okay. But um, yeah, so he's very involved in two of, two of our businesses. Report up to him; he's acting as lead. Uh, all of okay. us sort of fan out as leads of the different investments. Sure. One of them is going to be uh, a longer term family hold. Okay. Um, not we're not viewing it quite the same as sort of our typical seven to uh, you know ten year uh, private equity style okay. investment. Okay. And he it's called Channel Products, and he oversees that. Oh, yeah, they make sure. igniters yeah. for yeah. the the. You know, Weber grills yes, that uh, fire yes, up. Yes, And we do have great uh, igniters that last a long time there. Oh, I like so, that. Um, I like that. And he's, yeah, there's nothing more aggravating than hit that igniter and it doesn't work, you know? Right. He's on the U.S. Chamber of Commerce board. Wow. So he's got fantastic connections that can help uh, hire luminary board members for our different companies. Okay. And so some of them, and that's a hallmark. Jack Kemp, the old football player, sure. used to be senator. On, yeah, yeah. Congress, he, yeah, he was on the board at Hawk. And he also uh, ran for uh, vice president, right? That's right. Yes, That's indeed, right. yeah. So he was on your board. Uh, at Hawk, That's yeah, cool. Hawk Corporate. And so, mm-hmm. I mean, we would ask him, hey, you know, do you have a contact at Caterpillar? And he would say, yeah, yeah, I know the chairman. And that yes. and that sort of legacy has flowed through. To, he, he loves the fun of having great board members. Uh, sure. on, on Channel Products board is like a mini Hawk in terms of sophistication of its board members. We've got a... Uh, SEAL Team Six Admiral. We've got uh, Ryan's Priebus is on the board. Oh my! We've got, yeah, wow. we've got some good. Yeah, good, that is some. Yeah, uh, some luminaries. Yeah, yeah. So, it's great. It's the mastermind, right? It's yeah. you know the mastermind mentality, but more importantly, it's the network. You know, it's that warm lead, like you talked about right. cold calls. Well, there's nothing better than the warm lead, right? And so when you walk into a deal and somebody shakes your hand. There's one thing, if somebody gives you a hug, it's another, Right. you know, so it's that empathy, that's that personal touch. And uh, people don't realize the elegance of that, you know, they, they, they lose it today, particularly with what's happening technology wise, we've really sort of grown apart and, and we've disconnected. And, it, and it's a shame. I'm a, a, a real believer and I actually did learn this from my time at Hawk in face-to-face meetings yes. and communications. And I use it probably a lot in the stages of deal making where lawyers start flipping documents back and forth and the mm-hmm. owners of companies can get all riled up and angry. Cause I, you know, what yeah. is this in the document? These guys yeah, yeah. don't know what they're doing and they're trying to take my company sure. cheaply. Yeah. And so usually, and we used to do this a lot more often is I'll suggest an in-person meeting with lawyers right. and principals and we'll sit in a room and we'll, Hash we'll it out. We'll hash it out. Right, right. And, and if you have to break, you, you go out and you sort of get your positions and then you go back to the room. And sure. it's so much more efficient than yes. uh, trying to do things over the phone or or what I call it sort of document swapping where yes. you just keep sending the doc back and forth. And You know, how did we get so far away from that? It, it just makes it so smart to do it face-to-face. It's, you know? it's, it's, yeah, it really yeah I mean, it's a secret. Yeah. I will always try to take a face-to-face meeting. Absolutely, 100%. Um, I can. Well, I built my business on that. I built my business on 
introductions and face to face and my business development modality is all based on that. So I go to every meeting, you know, I mean, I go to every meeting. I mean, I just, and you know, obviously with COVID, the zoom was weird, but that's the only thing we could, I I think sometimes people think it's more efficient when you just pick up the phone or text, Yeah, but but it's not accomplishing the same thing. It's just, well, text, you lose all the emotion. You lose the, the, the body language, the eye contact with the facial expressions. I mean, that's what glues the thing together, right? Right. You see the humanity of it and it's not just the X's and O's, it's the humanity of it. And that's really what I think is the special sauce. And I'm glad that you're articulating that today. Yeah. Yes. Big believer in that. Yeah, I'm yeah, a me, big me, believer in me that. Me too. COVID yeah. was not uh, good for that. I yeah, I, I, I know. We, yeah. uh, we had a, we had a, we figured it out. We slugged it out during that, but I'm glad that we're getting back to this, this situation here, Chip. And, uh, so let's talk about the future. What's okay. the future look like at uh, Weinberg? Well, uh, very excited. I, I'm continuing to, uh, look to do more acquisitions. I mean, okay. I, I enjoy it and it's, sure. and then you sell something and, Try to go get an, uh, go get another deal. Um, we've been having fun doing some venture deals on the side with oh, our wow. capital, so we've been looking at stuff we wouldn't normally have looked at, and that's sure. enjoyable. And um, yeah, and I I think we're always evolving in terms of what we'll look at, how we'll do it. Okay, uh, we just started joining some family office organizations that we fly smart. to, yeah, real to make new contacts sure. and connections. Um, and and I think we will look at different sectors as as things evolve. Um, cool. So that, that venture uh, investing came out of the thought that a lot of times the newest technologies you can't buy as a private equity firm without right. paying crazy multiples when they're mature. Right. But if you want to be in robotics or cryptocurrencies or whatever, usually yeah. venture is the best way to no doubt. invest into the new economy that way. No doubt. And uh, I think I know the answer to this question because we talked about it during this interview. But why should I sell to Weinberg? Uh, well, that's a good, good, good question. Yeah, uh, we are we are a fantastic way to preserve the legacy of what families, individuals, and on, entrepreneurs have created over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, high integrity. We got core values that we think are, are super super important, and we live by them. Sure. And I and and it goes without saying we we pay a uh, market price for all the companies we buy. And, gotcha. Uh, but it's about people. We treat people well. We treat your employees well, we treat the stakeholders well, and um, we, we really um, do what we say we're going to do. So you're really a good solution for perpetuation and legacy. Yes. Yes, I love exactly that. Right. I love that. Well, Chip, you've been marvelous. Uh, well, thank you. This it's is been great. great to be here. Yeah, this has been great, and you've answered a lot of questions that uh, I think are rare, uh, the way you, you're going about it. Uh, I'll never say unique because there's really no one of a kind thing, but you're close. <laughs> well, <laughs> you're, I try. You're I close. Try. You're close. And, uh, you know, I, I got to know you because of Alex, yes. uh, you know, I coached against Alex and, uh, I wish him all the best his senior year and, uh, and your family. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very yeah, much. And I, and I really respect what uh, your father has done and uh, what your family has done. Yeah, well, I certainly wanted to give him, uh, Props. Uh, and you should. Today. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, give him my best, I, even though I don't know. I've never met him, but please give him my best. I uh, will do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Chip Weinberg, Weinberg Capital. Uh, this is Coach Cimarroni for Undeniable. We are all blood. Love to all. Liberty Home Mortgage Corporation for all your home mortgage needs. Reach out to them at libertyhomemortgage.org or call them at 440 440- That's Liberty Home Mortgage.